the Mainly Moonology podcast. I'm your host, Yasmin Boland, an award-winning astrologer and the Sunday Times best-selling author of books including Moonology and creator of the Moonology Oracle Cards. My intention for this podcast is to help you understand how you can create your dream life using Mainly Moonology, the moon, as your guide. Hey everybody, it's Yasmin Boland here. So I have a bit of a cold which went away and has now come back again. Uh, So please excuse my voice, but I wanted to uh, get on here and tell you about the astrology of the week ahead, but also give you a bit of an overview of what's coming up in October because we actually have some pretty big things happening in the next four weeks. So... um, Let's talk about this week. First of all, this week is kind of easy and probably the biggest thing that anyone can do for themselves this week is think about um, your uh, communication skills. So that's kind of funny for me, isn't it? Coming like this where my communication skills are obviously dreadful right now because I can barely speak. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so what's actually happening this week really is more to do with um, minor aspects that are involving uh, the planet Mercury. Mercury is going to be connecting to Neptune and then to Pluto and then changing signs and moving from Virgo into Libra. So first of all, let's just quickly have a look at the astrology for the week ahead. Uh, And then we're going to look at the astrology for October. And then I'm going to hand you over to an interview with an amazing woman who created the fantastic Lightseer's Tarot deck. So that's Chris Ann. So, okay, so here we go. So starting this week, we have just had the full moon by the time you hear this. So it means we're in the waning cycle, which means it's time to just let go and breathe out. Um, And obviously for someone like me right now with my uh, not being that well, it's really important to try and do that. But is it always possible? No. In fact, this week I'm going to New York for a Hay House mastermind. So, you know, it's going to be really hard for me to um to do what I really need to do, which is to stay home and, you know, just have baths and eat chocolates and, well, not really eat chocolates, but you know what I mean, just relax. I've got to be doing a whole lot of stuff with a whole lot of amazing, amazing people, but I guess I'm just going to have to do it in a kind of a yin fashion, uh, especially because I'm a bit unwell. Hopefully I'll be better by the time I get on the plane. Um, but that's sort of the vibe for this week. And then we do have this beautiful uh, Mercury-Neptune opposition, which is taking place on October 2. Now, even as I say that, I'm thinking, well, Beautiful, yes, if you use it the right way. Uh, Mercury opposite Neptune can be all about deception and lies and just not telling the truth. But that's sort of the negative. Every planet kind of has a positive and a negative. That's sort of the negative. The positive is it's spiritual connection. It's about connecting to the divine. It's about... Uh, meditation and chanting and anything where you use your voice or your mind in a spiritual matter to connect to your higher self. So I would suggest strongly do some meditating this week at the start of the week because that is what's really, really important when there's a Mercury-Neptune connection. Plus, we also have Mercury trining Pluto. Now, um, Mercury, obviously the communications planet, trining Pluto on the 
Wednesday on the 3rd of October. So that's the time to have a really powerful conversation with someone that turns everything around. And it's actually great for me. At the mastermind, it probably means that someone's going to say something at the mastermind that's going to be really powerful for you know whoever's listening, including me. And then we have Mercury moving into the sign of Libra, which is the partnership sign. And uh, that in itself is interesting because um, for one thing, it means that it's going to be easier to be less obsessive about all the details of your life in the next few weeks than it has been. But also it's it's actually really good because Libra is a sign of partnership and um, having Mercury moving in there is useful because we're actually going to have an eclipse in the first half of October and then we've actually got a second eclipse in the second half of October. But the first one on October the 14th is actually in the sign of Libra the relationship sign, the partnership sign. What I wanted to say about the month ahead is that Libra is really emphasised, relationships are really emphasised, personal and professional. And uh, if you really want some kind of restart when it comes to any of your most important relationships, then the October eclipse, which I will go into more as we get closer to it, is going to be hugely important. Uh, It's not going to be plain sailing between now and then. There are a few things happening in the first couple of weeks of October, which are quite challenging, not least of which is a clash on October the 9th between Mars and Pluto. So there could be some arguments. But basically October, especially uh, most of October really, is about what do you want to do in your most important one-to-one relationships, personal and professional. So which relationships do you want to to um, which relationships do you want to shore up? Which relationships do you want to make changes to? Which relationships do you want to restart in? Um, that's probably, you know, if you go into October knowing that it's a restart for you when it comes to at least one of your most important one-to-one relationships, then you will be able to get the best out of what the month has to offer. Um, as I said, it, there are two eclipses coming up. Uh, in October. The first is October the 14th, the new moon eclipse, so it's a restart in relationships. And then we also have the um, full moon eclipse, which is taking place on October 28, uh, which is taking place in the sign of Taurus, which is all about letting go financially, changing things, releasing and uh, starting all over again. So, um, You know, basically what we have as October begins is a big month of change. If you are in my Mainly Moonology membership, I will be going into all of this in the podcast, of course, and I'll go into way more details. But for now, just know that October is a month where changes are possible, especially when it comes to love and money. Two of the most important subjects, really, two of the biggest subjects. All right, so I'm going to leave it there for the uh, astrology of the week ahead. And now I'm going to hand you over to Chris-Anne, who I had the most wonderful chat to, um, all about oracle cards and being spiritual in business and just how to succeed by getting yourself into alignment spiritually. So I hope you enjoy hearing from Chris-Anne, who I will be seeing in New York this week. And have a beautiful week. So today I am very excited to introduce some of you to Chris Ann, who is uh, a fellow Hay House author 
and the creator of the Lightseers, the famous Lightseers deck, which has sold really well as a big deck. And now I actually have a copy of the little deck. Uh, it's the Lightseers Tarot. So you may know it, but you may not know Chrisanne. Do you find a lot of people know your deck, but they haven't discovered you yet, Chrisanne? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yes. me too. <laughs> Partially, right. my, my Instagram is Pixie Curio because it's an old Instagram and that makes ah. no sense for branding, like no sense at all. <laughs> the branding queen. Yes, right. I am like the, the cobbler whose children have no shoes. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so first of all, Chrisanne, you're in Canada. I couldn't find your biog anywhere. So give us a potted history of Chrisanne. And, and, and before we started recording, we were talking about the fact you do branding and business. And a lot of my people are really interested in business and running their own businesses and, you know, sort of holistic businesses and yoga and meditation and so on and so forth so you actually came into tarot via business and branding you were telling me before stay with us we'll be right back we're just going to pause the podcast to do a call out to all astrology enthusiasts and the manifestors out there so my mainly immunology membership is gearing up for something really extraordinary, our very special latest Magical Nights workshop. So this year, 2024, blesses us with 11 nights that are brimming with incredible energy and April 21st stands out of one of these remarkable nights. Why is April 21 so special? Well, it's the day when Jupiter, the planet of good luck and expansion, aligns with Uranus, the planet of change, liberation, awakenings, and innovation. So this rare meeting, and it really is rare, is a potent moment of the year for breakthroughs, radical change, and unexpected opportunities. It's an ideal time to set intentions, break free from limitations, and also invite abundance into your life for reasons I will explain on the night. If you're already a member of my beautiful Mainly Moonology membership, keep an eye on your inbox because your Zoom invitation for this exclusive workshop will be on its way very soon. You obviously won't want to miss out on harnessing this super powerful energy to supercharge your manifesting. And if you're not a member yet, but you are intrigued by the magic of astrology and moonology and manifestation, there's a place for you in the community. Just go to mainlymoonologymembership.com to sign up and become part of a community that's dedicated to exploring the mysteries of the moon and beyond. Join us in time for the Magical Nights workshop and discover how to work with the universe's energy to create the life you're dreaming of. April 21 is just the beginning. We have 11 Magical Nights this year and the journey through 2024 promises to be transformational. So don't miss out to be a part of it. Sign up now and let's manifest together. Mainly membership.com. Right. Well, definitely I came into creating tarot through that. So, I mean, okay. as far as like first discovering tarot, that was very young. I was 15 or 16 that, you know, so that's been, uh, tell us about how that happened. Oh goodness. <laughs> so I, there was a little, I come from a small town just North of Toronto, Ontario and Canada. Oh, what's and it called? 
it, well, Bradford, Ontario. Bradford. Okay. Well, it was Bradford in the UK too, right? <laughs> so I come from Bradford, Ontario. It's a very small town, very um, kind of very small town Canadian, very hockey and farming. And when I was just around that age, there was a little metaphysical shop that went into town and I wasn't really allowed to go in there, but I went in anyways, because I could you, not keep myself away. <laughs> you remember so, what it was called? Oh, goodness. I don't. I wish that I did. I really do. Isn't right. that fun? Yeah. I don't know what it was called. It was only there for maybe a year and a half. Didn't do yeah. very well, unfortunately. Not but the right market. It really wasn't. It really Hockey wasn't. Farming. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so that was, I believe, the first time I saw tarot decks, like in the physical flesh like there they were I could touch them and feel them and I did not buy a deck at that time I was um I spent my summers out on Cape Breton Island in Nova Scotia my grandparents used to be there and my very first tool that I had was I was in staying out summer when I was 14 or 15 on the beach and I was staying in my aunt's bedroom my aunt was away at university at the time and she had a book of runes the old ah, runes yes um, book of runes and that caught my eye she had all of these amazing fairy drawing books and the elves and the lord of the rings and then this little book of runes and right. so my little young teenage self thought that the runes were they must have been right in all of the other books they were right there so I assume they were Celtic right we are, we have like, a got a Scottish heritage. I was 100% sure those things were Celtic because no, they were stuff, right. And uh, so I took the book and I started looking at it. And then I went down to the beach and made my first set of runes because I found, you know, I went and found all my pebbles, made my runes. And so my very first tool of my own was that, was those, you know, those, those beach pebbles. And did you follow the meanings of the runes? You use the traditional pictures from the runes and put them yes. on your, okay. Yes. I just kind of copied out the ones that came in her pack because they were hers and I couldn't take them with me. Right. Amazing. <laughs> I made my own there. And then I, my first deck was um, the animal Oracle. So it was an Oracle deck. And then I got a tarot deck when I was about 16, but I also, I wasn't allowed to have a tarot deck in my house. So I ended up photocopying like an old Ryder Waite Smith book that was at the library at my public school or at my high school. Wow. So you were determined. I was. <laughs> I definitely was. So that's sort of the way I, so it was definitely divination first, branding second. Cause I, I mean, then I was, I was always an artist. So I was always creative. And then I took graphic design in university. And from there I worked in graphics and then I eventually had a creative agency and we did design. And then at one point I was doing one-on-ones and brand consultations with my clients. And I had been playing with Oracle decks since I was young. And I realized that so many of them were doing their branding with me, loving their branding, and then coming back three years later. And so I always had the question of why do they keep coming back? Like they're loving it. They're growing, they're changing, they're coming back and they're wanting to rebrand. So what is it in the process where we're not able to do the brand properly in the beginning? Really, that's kind of, that was oh. my. So you feel as though if it's done properly, you'd never have to rebrand. Well, I think that if it's done properly, you do a shift in your brand or you do an update of your brand, but you're not doing a complete overhaul. Okay. So in the process of doing this 
these brand projects, I realized that the clients were, I was curious, right? So can we get the branding done in a way that it's just a shift and that just an add-on because the core of the brand remains the same. So I started to with the clients that I thought would be able to, I mean, it was 15 years ago now, 18 years ago, really tarot and Oracle at the time were not in the collective it wasn't a collectively common tool, right? <laughs> in like the same this did, but when I would bring Oracle and Tarot decks into the into the office or into the meeting, there were people that just didn't want anything to do with it. But I did have a small group of clients that I was able to test. I was like, okay, let's try that. Let's let's pull some decks. Let's pull some cards. So we pulled Oracle cards. We to help you decide your branding. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so for anyone listening, because there are so many people I know in my community who really want to do their own businesses and they worry about how to get a logo and how to do a website and all that, for those people, can you give us a little guide on how you can use cards? You can use some cards there if you've got them, but how do you use cards to help you work out your branding? I cannot even fathom that. (laughs) So it wasn't as much about... So I'm going to, I have, I happen to have your new deck here. Thank you. (laughs) Your beautiful new moonology messages. So I'm just going to, I'll pull a card and we'll just kind of play with it, right? Let's say we're doing your brand. Lucky enough, this card that I'm going to pull probably has a moon on it for you. (laughs) But let's say, okay, so I've got the young moon strength that I have here. Oh, okay. And so I wouldn't necessarily work. I wouldn't say to someone, pull this card and these are your brand colors. Although sometimes that does happen, right? Where people color that they think, oh, I just this, you know, the way serendipity works, sometimes that would happen. More than it just being about visual branding. When people are in the business, they're thinking about their strategy as far as their communication and the way people see me and where I'm headed and what, you know, who do I want to be when I'm this idea of success that I have in the back of my mind. What is that? Right. Cause that's what we're all working towards. So what I found cards allowed people to do was to really tap into that inner desire and to tap into that inner knowing of where they could go if they really just sort of stepped into their potential. And did you find, I'm just going to look up that card. Did you find people were um, receptive some people were definitely receptive. And I, for those that were sort of, oh, I'm not sure. I was like, listen, let's just play. Let's just try. We're going to get into all of the regular brand strategy stuff, but just play with me for a minute. I love it. Every single time that someone was willing to play with me, we were able to kind of pull out of them kind of those secret dreams that they had, right? The person who wanted to create, let's say a small, um, whether it was someone doing therapy or a coach or someone who had a small brick and mortar shop at the back of their mind, they had that bigger vision for where that could lead. So then so many people were hiding even from themselves, the fact that I really want to create a book after this, or I really want to be speaking on stage, or I really want to have something that I could franchise, you know, and create multiple, like a sort of national brand. Well, they're starting smaller first few steps first and I would say even the second time branding they're not in touch with that because they're really branding for where they believe they are and where they believe they could be in a year 
You know, most people, when they're first starting out, what they want most in the back of their mind, like what they are aware of, I should say, is I want a full schedule or I want to make enough to be able to stay open. And so when you brand from that place, you're branding really small. You're not branding, yeah. you're not branding for that. What does it look like if I'm actually going to sell this business? What does it look like if I am also going to be uh, someone who's known? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the brand, when they when they allow themselves to really tune into that deeper desire, the branding becomes a little bit bigger. The vision for yeah. the brand. It's an amazing idea. So shall I read you what I got, what you pulled? Ooh. And I'm taking it for me and for anyone who's listening, and you can take it for you too if you want. So this card calls for you to draw upon your inner resources. It's time for you to step into your power. If someone or something has been making you feel less than, consider the possibility that this is actually a soul challenge to you from the universe designed to urge you to believe in yourself more. It's your time to shine. You have everything you need to achieve your goals, but you need to show the universe your resilience and the resilience and strength. Now is the time for you to move out of the shadows and into the light. There is nothing to be gained from cowering in the shadows at this time. False humility won't get you anywhere. Don't sell yourself short and don't even try to convince yourself that you don't have what it takes. You really do. The first step now is to think about all those times in the past where you got through those big challenges. Doing that made you the person you are today. You have all the resources you need to keep going. So additional meanings, don't be a wallflower. Go first. Transformation is possible now. Be bold and make the first move. So I, as, thank you, as the business owner, getting that, and I did have the intention for this card, whatever you pulled, that it would also be for me because, you know, I need everything like this just as much as everybody. Um to me, what that would say to me is really be bold in my design, in my lives, in my newsletters, even in my colours. Don't be going dark, even though I do the moon, you know, try and bring some light in. And uh, funnily enough, actually, I've just been sorting out a future deck of cards with Hay House. And we kind of there was a stumbling block over the design and I was like oh I don't know and and I really kind of did some introspection and um and then I kind of came around to the idea that was being put to me and today I wrote an email that said from my heart I'm so grateful to work with you amazing people at Hay House and I but then I put which also works with this Sometimes I don't feel worthy of how amazing you guys all are. And, you know, but that's my stuff and I need to work on it. And I, and to me, that card answers that as well. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm validating the idea of looking at your branding through Oracle cards. And I hope that anyone who's listening, and I do have some people in mind, especially the people in my mainly Moonology membership community, I won't name names. I've named them before. I won't name names again, but you know who you are. There are people there who really need to hear that message and I'm pretty sure they'll hear this message because they tend to listen to the podcast, most of these guys, and, you know, it's like step out of the shadows and do be bold. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I think Oracle Cards and Business go amazingly together. Wow, Chris-Anne, you blow my mind. <laughs> Thank, <do>. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.
So I noticed on your website you actually teach business and branding. Is this one of the things you teach? Well, I have a, a program that I, it's not running right now. It's kind of, because I was in school. I took a little bit of a sabbatical for a few years. So it's, You did acupuncture, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. So my programs are were on pause. And on Monday, I had a conversation with my business partner for that program. And we are in just in the midst of figuring out when does it start again, what it's going to, you know, how is it going to shift, et cetera, et cetera. So it's something that I ran for a long time. And then just, it, I couldn't And so is that actually the business and branding course? Yes, it's called business. And what's and the format when it's going? I mean, I'm on the website. It's the kind of thing I'd love to do, actually. So we used, I'm not 100% sure how it's going to look in the future. In the past, it has been uh, between six and eight weeks. We've taken, we've done a few different, We've tested it in a couple of different ways, six to eight weeks. There are live calls, there are pre-recorded videos, and then there is um, the option of a one-on-one with either Becca, who is my partner, Becca Bergren. She is a marketing specialist and myself doing the branding. So it's, it's one of, you know what, it's one of the first products that I put out and I am so very proud of that course because we did it oh, at a time amazing. Magic we're not happening together online <laughs> where it was, it was a really big, it felt like a really big risk actually to my kind of brand strategist integrity to put yeah. something that was called branding and magic where we do, you know, we do actual it's right. not just meditations. We also would do some planning and some work using magical things like sigil magic and intention setting and yeah. right amazing oh I've got to do this course it sounds amazing <laughs> so actually um do you know Denise Duffield Thomas mm-hmm. do you know you know her she's a another Hay House author she's an Aussie like me although she lives in Australia um I was talking to her once about doing a, a magical marketing course which I've never done in the end but I would love to do it one day I just haven't had a moment um but I mentioned it to her because she does, you know, the money boot camp. And it's funny because she thinks she's not woo-woo. <laughs> she's really woo-woo. And she said, um, oh, yes, Yasmin, marketing is manifesting. And I thought, yeah, she's so right. And once you get that, your marketing and your sales, will, I think, will go to a whole new level. So, Stay with us. We'll be right back. Guess what? Mercury is retrograde again. First off, don't panic. While Mercury retrograde has earned a troublesome reputation, there is a way to turn this cycle into an opportunity. How do I know? I wrote a book about it. I also wrote a free Mercury Retrograde Survival Guide, which I'd love to offer you free of charge right now. It tells you exactly how to use this period to your advantage and what you can do to avoid some of the common pitfalls. It also contains information that will not only help you survive this cycle and other upcoming Mercury Retrogrades, it will help you thrive. Knowing is winning. So head over to moonmessages.com forward slash survive and download your Mercury Retrograde Survival Guide. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. And I, you know, once once I began to understand that, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. I've been an entrepreneur for uh, maybe 20, close to 25 years. And it was when I understood that 
in my previous, you know, in just my creative agency business, that's when I started to make money. Yeah, me too. It was just a difficult uphill challenge when I was thinking about marketing from this place of never feeling worthy of. Yeah. Feeling icky about always, do you know what I mean? All of the things yeah. that we feel. Yeah. And also the other thing that really changed things for me was when I stopped looking at what other people were doing and just did what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. That was a huge financial leap for me when I just said, I'm going to do what I want to do. So tell us about the Light Seers Tarot then. Was that your first deck? No. So Sacred Creators Oracle was my first deck and that was born out of that process of trying to find the perfect Oracle deck to work one-on-one with clients. <laughs> and oh, because right. I, I would continuously go out and say, oh, this was okay, but it's not really as business focused as it could be. Um, I'm going to go out and buy another deck. And I can't tell you how many Oracle decks I bought trying to find the perfect deck that would work for me in that setting where I was working with clients. So then I decided maybe I need to create it. <laughs> so that was the first Amazing. One. The Sacred Creators Oracle. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then, so tell us about the one that everybody knows, the Light Seers Tarot. How did that come out of the Sacred Creators? Although I must get myself some Sacred Creators as well. So, I mean, Sacred Creators was something that I kickstarted and I had a little bit of success with it and enough that I realized that, okay, this is a viable market and something that I can do. So then I just had... I suppose the spring in my step or the trust in myself to then spend what would be at least a year and a half working on a, a full tarot deck, right? Because you have the 78 images that you have the authoring and there's so much creative to put into the deck. And so I just, after sacred creators, I had so much fun doing sacred creators. I thought, okay, I really just want to do a tarot deck. So sacred creators was like, a massive shift in my business because I kind of moved away from then doing the actual strategic work for other people and I started to create my own products and then Lightseers was this is where I really want to be this is what I really want to be doing and so I just jumped in and created the tarot deck after that and so how I'm sorry I'm looking away from you because I'm looking at it on your site how long did it take you to create Lightseers start to finish yeah it was about a year and a half about a year and a half yeah, yes. I thought that's what you said. Yeah. Okay. And so you've done the art and the um, interpretations booklet, the interpretations. Yes. Wow. A wow. lot of creative output. Now I do have an assistant that helped me. I'm not, you know, she's been with me now for 18 years. So oh, I did wow. everything on my own, but I mean, as far as the authoring and most of, yeah, I mean, I always just like to give her credit because I've, I'm not yeah. just my own you know there's there's a lot of others there's a lot of just research and that goes into all of it you, you know <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so um with your lightseers tarot deck do you have a favorite card Ooh, I haven't thought about that in a long time I have had favorite cards along the way I think my favorite card is the hermit because it was the very last card it was the last or it was the last major I think it was the second last card and I am a Virgo and the hermit is a, a Virgo card and I used to love the hermit when I first was learning tarot that was like my card and I would go to any deck I wanted to buy I would look to see what the hermit looked like 
I lost and then I just kind of it didn't matter you know you kind of I I wasn't as into that card for many years and when I was creating light seers I didn't do it in the order some people are really structured and they create their decks like from the fool and then they just run through all of the majors and then go through the four suits that was not what happened I just allowed the cards to come as they came in in life inspired to create them because in a year and a half I mean, there was a lot of life in a year and a half, and we end up in situations that remind us of the specific archetype of the card. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to pull from contemporary experience, right? So I would love that you did that. Thank you. That was, it's just my way. I'm, I'm not structured at all. I would be a total disaster if someone forced me to go zero, one, two, three, four. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm the opposite. Even when I'm writing horoscopes, even if it's like, you know, Scorpio month, I still have to start at Aries. Oh, I, I love that. Because there's some kind of thing in my head. But yeah, I love that you did that like that. That's amazing. Different different minds, right? We just all work so differently. I yeah. am a Virgo, but I'm a very unstructured Virgo. <laughs> a lot of Virgos are very unstructured. <laughs> and anyways, I was just waiting for that hermit card to come for so long because I'd finished the majors pretty early on. And then I was, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the end of the deck and I just had no, I, I was just waiting for the concept and it didn't come. It didn't come. It didn't come. It didn't come. And so when it finally arrived, I felt so good about it. And I guess it's just because it challenged me that card. Yeah. Probably. Why yeah. It's my- <laughs> Funny for me, the two the card that's stumped me twice has been the new moon in Virgo. There you go. Okay, so let's talk about something else which I've seen that you do, and because I do want to talk about Oracle cards this this episode because it's my new deck coming out, and that's why I'm like interviewing you and Colette and Radley. Well, I would have loved to have interviewed all of you anyway, but particularly I'm doing this like focus thing on on people who do cards. But one thing I love is your um, Oracle card spreads for business, which is also something I'm really interested in. I'm not sure when this podcast is actually going to go out. Uh, It may come out afterwards, but on the launch day of my new cards, I'm actually having a launch party on Facebook. And one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to show people about creating your own Oracle spread because with tarot in particular, I just have always done the Celtic cross. And every now and then I'll do a past, present and future. But uh, it wasn't until I was talking to, you know, Biddy Tarot, Bridget from Biddy Tarot, and she was saying, yeah, but obviously you can make your own spread. I was like, oh, my God, of course you can make your own spread. It's so obvious and I'd never thought of it. And I really like what you've done here. So I'm just going to lean into the computer a bit and read them, okay? So we've got, okay, a three-by-three focus forecast. Where do I need to focus in order to grow the most? Where do I need to focus in order to grow the most? And you've got the business life in the next three days, three months, three years. So that's beautiful. In fact, may I use that when I do my launch party? I'll credit you. I'll say Chrisanne has this on her side. But, you know, things like that, it's brilliant because people, I think that especially with tarot, you know, there's this strong feeling of 
you know, it's this mystical thing and no one's really sure where it came from. And there are quite stringent tarot readers, you know, Ashley, uh, Radley Valentine, rather. Radley's told me that he sometimes the tarot community comes at him if he does something they don't like and all this. And you kind of think, oh, my gosh, I better not, you know, upset the tarot bosses. But why shouldn't you write your own spread? You can't, you don't just have to do, you know. Absolutely. The Celtic Cross. I love that. Um, and then there's an abundance spread that you've got, which is D Universe. Tell me what I'm rocking and remind me where I'm blocking. And you've got a four card spread there. So how am I blocking my abundance? How, how might this show up? What more should I know? How am I supporting my abundance? And how might this show, show up? And what more should I know? So they're brilliant, like especially for people when they're starting out and uh, in business and they're just not sure where to go, what to do, how to begin. I, do, I think you've got, I think you're onto something here. I mean, forget about all these Oracle cards. I think Oracle cards and business is just amazing. It really is amazing. And, and I mean, it makes complete sense that it works. And, of course, and, you know, actually I always end up name dropping all these Hay House authors, but you know them all as well, so that's fine. But like Bette Campbell, Rebecca Campbell, often talks about doing business from your masculine and, you know, you need to get into your divine feminine. And she did it from her masculine for a long time. For anyone who doesn't know Rebecca Campbell, look her up immediately. She's the author of Light is New, Black, Rise, Sister, Rise, Letters from a Starseed and, and more. And she used to be, actually now I can't remember if she was a creative or the other side of suit in an advertising agency. I think she was a creative, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Creative director. Yeah, I think she was, yeah. And But she told me when I first met her actually about how when she used to be in the advertising game, she was always coming from her masculine and it was exhausting and it, she got burned out. Um, and so now she tries to come either from her feminine or, or in the middle. I'm not even quite sure which it is. But, you know, that's really important as well. And, and so not very masculine to be using oracle cards in business. And so we don't, I don't think of it because I think I'm probably still in a large part coming from my masculine. And interestingly, we've got the Yang Moon card because that is masculine. Yang is masculine. So it's just all food for thought, isn't it? It's really fascinating to think that. I mean, I'm sure I've drawn the odd oracle card or tarot card over a business question that I had, you know, kind of the way I feel you're doing it, even though I'm just learning about it. I feel that you're doing it much more intentionally, much more seriously, maybe more ceremoniously. And again, to quote Colette Baron-Reed, what she calls, for example, the spirit of the deck, you know, and then you can, what she says is everything has a spirit, which I obviously agree with. So, you know, there's a spirit of your business. And so it's like trying to get to know the spirit of your business. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there are so many, I mean, because the way the world has changed, there's a lot of different people who have shifted to kind of say, okay, we're going to do this magic business program or this magic business way. And a lot of people are still coming from that very um, quote unquote masculine place, you know, yeah, kind of forceful pushing place. And they're just adding maybe a little bit of manifesting, but truly there is a way to do business that you are not coming from that place at all. I mean, when I, even when I signed, um, even when I signed my first contract with Hey House, I'm going to give you a very quick um, yeah. example of the way that I think in business. Cause I think this is very, it's a very strange way to do business, but it can work when we are intentional about it. They um, sent me my contract and I sat with it and I thought, okay, I've never had an agent. I've never had 
a lawyer for this stuff. And those are great things to do in business. But I thought I've spent, because I just, I had shifted my own business to not be doing these very difficult to understand contracts. You know, I just changed all of my contracts the last few years in my creative agency. So they were really easy to read, like, you know, a, a, a yeah. 10-year-old to understand them. Are we I happy love that. Because truly at the end of the day, do I want to do business with you? Do you want to do business with me? We're going to do business because we like each other. We trust each yeah. other. And for yeah. the amount of money that, um, am I really going to take you to court? Probably not. You know what I mean? In the, in, in the really, in the way I want to have with, with my energy, where I want to be placing my energy, I want to work with people I trust and like. So I just shifted my business to that. So when I started to work with Hay House, I thought, I don't want to, I don't want to go backwards on that. This is really important to me to stay in integrity here. So instead of me scrambling to find a lawyer that I didn't know that I probably wouldn't trust or love, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because, because of the timing, because there was just, I didn't have that in my back pocket. By all means, I mean, I'm not suggesting this is the way everyone does business, but this is the way I do business. I asked Hay House for time with their lawyer. Oh, wow. That I just want, I just want to chat with your lawyer and I want your lawyer to explain section by section what this means. And if I feel good about it, then great, let's work together. Because I, wow. I just, you know, I was like, I would just want to trust the people that I'm doing business with. You know, I want to trust that. And, and I did, I, I, sat with her. She was lovely. It was wonderful. I totally trusted her. So I was like, okay, I feel my, my gut, my instinct. I feel good about this. Maybe it's not the, you know, there are people that will be listening that are like, ah, oh, aghast. How did you do business that way? But I was, I mean, I consider myself, I critically think I'm intelligent. I understand what I want. So as long as I understand every single thing that's on that thing that I'm signing, then I don't need all of the other kind of Everything else to me feels a little bit too, like, why do I need to get a lawyer? Because I don't trust that yeah. what they're telling me is actually what I think it is. That's the only reason why I need to pay that money. Yeah. Protect myself. Well, I'm going to protect myself with my energy, with my integrity, with my trust, with my intuition. Yeah. And so it is a very different way to do business. And, and that is from, you know, I do the, do business that way from every perspective, you know? It is, it's an odd way to walk through the world, but it works. It works beautifully for me. It's amazing. I'm so pleased you did that. That's amazing. It's just a different, it's a different, you know, it's definitely different, right? <laughs> yeah. And I wonder, you know, would, would you be the same person if you lived in New York City? Is You're this, right. or is it, I'm not, I'm not saying you wouldn't, I'm asking. I'm just wondering, is it a product of being in this beautiful little place, wherever you are, a bit out of nowhere, you know, like. Or so you say, I don't know where it is. That's where, um, I, grew up. That's where I grew up. That's, I mean, yeah, I did. I lived, I, I, you know what? I think I would be the same because I think. You can still do it. Yes, because I mean, I did. I, I lived in South America for a few years. I've lived in a giant city. I've, <laughs> you know, I think it, I think I would still be the same. You know, I think it's a product of having had to write those contracts and having had to work with so many different clients. And at yeah. the end of the day, when you're working one-on-one -on -one or you're, when you're working in this, um, even if it's one, to, you know, business to business, there's still the sense that something is not quite right before yeah. when you're signing that a project, yeah. there's still that, I agree. that sense that, oh, you know what, like there's a little bit of a rub. And so I've just learned to, to follow my gut on that. You know, I was burned yeah. a lot with contracts. 
<laughs> it's very new paradigm. Yeah. You know, and you're doing it and it's brilliant and we should all do it. And Hey House should be very worried now because everyone's <laughs> going to hear this and go, oh, my God, that's such a good thing to do. Let's all do that. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Okay, so what's next now then? More tarot decks, more business, more acupuncture. What do you want to do? Right? It's such a giant question. This is always a question in my life because I I have always got multiple things that I'm just dying to dive into, you know? I just finished school two weeks ago and I'm in oh, the middle wow. of finishing my, you know, tidying up all of that and then also waiting till April to do my acupuncture board exams for Canada. So I will write my, my licensing exams. I don't see myself doing a clinic. I do see myself jumping back into creative because I miss it, but I am so in the middle of, I'm just in the liminal. I really am. I'm in the middle of, okay, I don't know exactly where it's all headed. Like I went into school for two years on a creative sabbatical because I, my creativity kind of just started to wane and I just done so much creative work, had an incredible amount of output for a few years that I was really tired. So I thought, okay, sitting here, don't have that many ideas. I didn't want to force it. I could definitely jump into a new deck. Like that's an opportunity. That's an option or write a book or all of the things, but I'm really just wanting to wait for the right, for the right feeling. You know, I trust that the new thing will come, the new idea will come and that it will just light me up and every single idea I've had it lights me up for about half a day and then I jump into it and then I'm like oh no it's not the thing ah. grasping right now because I definitely want to be in the production of something but I I'm I'm just trusting I'm just trusting well, maybe right. get your business magical business thing back on course yeah. <laughs> well that that will happen sometime um, I think there's a lot of mileage in that because I think you know especially after the pandemic people want to you know bring spirituality into their business like I know that it's a bit you know um idealistic or utopian to say it but I and I know that we move in certain circles where people are a bit more switched on to this kind of thing and there's probably still, you know, a million businesses out there burning fossil fuels and ruining the planet and not worrying about it as long as they've got all their money. Um, but I feel like there really is a shift and I really think that that's, there's a really, you know, it's a really good time to be doing that. I think that you'll help a lot of people and help people change because even, even things like you saying, you know, what you did with the contract, um, you know, talking about how not to force ideas, wait for the ideas to come, like you did with the hermit, waiting and waiting for the hermit to turn up. You know, all that is new paradigm thinking. It's a, just a different way of doing things. And I think that's what we've all got to do more of. And it's so easy to, you know, get pressured by, you know, the fast pace and the mortgage and all that. I think I think what you're doing is beautiful. I'm so happy for you because you've found a good sweet spot. It, well, I mean, there, it isn't without its risk. I would say, you know, the risk is there's a risk when you're a business owner, no matter what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And I spent a long time feeling like if I wasn't producing, I wasn't worth 
you know what I mean? I wasn't, I just wasn't worthy. My only worth was in the productivity in what I could create and what I could produce and what I could show. And since moving beyond that, cause that was a, that was me for a very long time. I've realized that what I create when I wait is so much better. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so much more thoughtful. It's so much. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm trusting. Yeah. So the big takeaway here then, I think for everybody, I hope will be what you said about contracts, which I think is mind blowing that, you know, there is that lack of trust with contracts and just trying to break them down into language that everybody can understand. And, um, and really about bringing magic into business. And I'm not just talking about sigil magic or, you know, magic, magic. I'm really talking about spirituality, bringing spirit into business. And, and the idea of doing Oracle cards with your brand. Amazing. Amazing. So, Chrisanne, is there anything that you wish everybody knew that you'd like to share with us before we wrap up or everybody heard about? Maybe maybe you don't want everyone to know something because you're too go with the flow. <laughs> um, truly. Not too go with the flow. Very go with the flow, I should say. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's, I think for anyone that's listening, if this has sparked anything in you, you know, just to, just to trust that there's a reason for it and to trust in your own process. It doesn't have to look like everyone else's. It doesn't have to be, you know, the, cause there's a lot of cookie cutter stuff out there. You know, here's my 10 steps to my six figure business, or here's my 10 steps to success. And if you're not a business owner, this can be, here's my 10 steps to happiness. You know, you just replace whatever that goal is. We don't need to do it in the same way that those 10 steps show us. You know, and if we're not doing it in that way and it still feels good and exciting to us, that's the direction I, I think yeah. we need to go. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So, Chrisanne, I can tell everybody where to find you on your website, which is chris-ann with an e.com. Where else can people find you? I hang out a lot on Instagram. It's uh, my username is pixie curio, just the way it sounds, P-I-X-I-E-C-U-R-I-O. And if you, you know, if you enjoyed the episode, tell me, I'd love to chat with you. Just send me a DM. <laughs> okay. Amazing. All right. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope that I'm going to see you soon. Likewise. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to see you again. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you'd like to stay updated with the moon and moonology and astrology and all the other things we cover, be sure to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You'll be notified whenever a new episode is up. Also, it would mean a lot to me and my team if you could leave us a glowing five-star review on your podcast platform of choice, please. That actually helps more people find us too which spreads the love and surely also brings you amazing karma for taking a moment to help us out and to help other people find the podcast have a great week and i hope to speak to you next week lots of love Thank you for listening to the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you want to take Moonology to the next level and manifest the life of your dreams, join our growing community of magical people who come together to lift each other up as we meditate, manifest, and reclaim the magic that has been inside us 
all along. Head over to mainlymoonologymembership.com and awaken your true powers.